see it. Antibiotics used to solve every problem. Now one of the biggest problems the world has is the germ has gotten so brilliant that the antibiotic can't keep up with it. Antibiotics used to fix everything? Did they really? Begin with the pain I'm an intro to the info I'm itching to get this drove This is just a window in the world of Dr. Lingo Flash and slice a disco Ideas come in like disco The name is common sense though Not to keep this rapping bro This is what you don't know I bet it's just a bill Take it away from the show Honestly, once you've had so much medical training, it's sometimes really hard to remember or appreciate what baseline level of knowledge you had or you think you would have had at this age if you didn't go through so much medical training. Does that run on sentence make sense? What I'm trying to say is that it's easy and I think sort of natural to kind of get out of touch with what most people know as it pertains to common medical condition. Still, it still shocks me when people ask for antibiotics for conditions that are not even suspicious for being infectious diseases. Sometimes it does seem that a lot of people really think that antibiotics can almost cure everything. I've had patients come to the ER for chest pain and go through a comprehensive workup to rule out the five essential chest pain emergencies. A heart attack, pulmonary embolism, otherwise known as a blood clot in the lungs, an aortic dissection, which is like a tear in the main artery coming out of the heart, a collapsed lung, and cardiac tamponade, although that's a much less common condition than the above conditions. All the tests come back okay. I'm explaining the results and the plan for follow-up. I ask the person if they have any questions, and surprisingly to me, lo and behold, the person would ask me if I'm going to prescribe them antibiotics for chest pain. Now, I'm not blaming anybody for what they don't know. It just makes me think that our secondary education system has failed us as a people by not giving our young adults some basic health education that I believe would serve all adults just to have some basic understanding of some common medical conditions. Here are just a few common medical conditions that I've noticed that people repeatedly seem to misunderstand that I would like to see incorporated into secondary education. One, the basics of heart attack and stroke and the difference between the two. Most people seem to know that there is an appendix and where the appendix is for some odd reason. That's not something I would think would be common knowledge, but it is. But so many people seem to get stroke and heart attack mixed up. Everyone seems to know and understand that a heart attack and a stroke are both very serious issues, but most people seem just not to exactly know what they are. Also, there's this, I'll call it a community myth about what causes a stroke or heart attack. A lot of people have what seems like a pervasive belief that a person's blood pressure shoots up and bam, heart attack, or bam, stroke. This belief isn't completely out of left field because yes, untreated high blood pressure, aka hypertension, does in fact predispose a person to a heart attack and stroke, amongst other things. I'll elaborate on that further in another episode. But hypertension isn't called a silent killer for nothing. The thing I've observed is that people come in with a headache and they think it's a sign of a stroke. Or they come in with chest pain and they think it's a sign of a stroke. They come in with stroke symptoms and they're more concerned that they've had a heart attack than a stroke. Not that I want or expect people to be able to self-diagnose, but I do believe that some basic understanding of these processes should be in the common knowledge. Two, antibiotics, what they do and what they don't do. Anti is Greek for against or opposed. Biotic is Greek for, well, 
it means life or pertaining to life. So technically, antibiotics literally means opposed to life or against life. What it means in reality is that its medical purpose is to impede the propagation of or cause the destruction of bacteria. What people really need to fundamentally understand is that antibiotics are only good for bacterial infection. Many, many infections, the majority, in fact, that we deal with during our lifetime are not bacterial infections. So antibiotics are completely useless in those situations. And in many cases, antibiotics can be harmful. Something I'll have to go further into in another episode. Furthermore, antibiotics have to be tailored to specific bacteria that is causing the infection or they won't work. The reason doctors usually know what antibiotic to give for a specific condition is because there's research that shows what bacteria are most likely to cause a specific condition, like a urinary tract infection or pneumonia. So a doctor would treat you for the most likely bacterial pathogens. Oh, yeah. One other thing. You can never judge the strength of an antibiotic against another antibiotic by the milligrams. Actually, you can't do this with any medication. This is a common misperception I've seen as well. Number three. And lastly, at least for now, the origins and cause of hypertension, a.k.a. high blood pressure. This is a little bit meaty, so I'll give you just the essentials here. 98 to 99 percent of high blood pressure is caused by something called essential hypertension. What that means is that there isn't a secondary cause like a medication or an obstructed blood vessel going towards the kidneys or an adrenal gland spraying out outrageous amounts of adrenaline that's causing the blood pressure to go up. Well then, what is causing the blood pressure to be so high then? I have no idea why a person would ask this question with a terrible English accent, but in my mind they do. Because it's an intelligent question, and we Americans always think that British accents are equated with intelligence. Essential hypertension is genetically encoded. We don't fully know all of the genes. Some have been found, but it's so multifactorial and confounding that it's poorly understood. But we do know that it's genetically encoded. Now, genetically encoded, it means that there's a switch or switches in your DNA that needs some factor or factors to turn that gene or genes on and essentially turn your blood pressure, quote unquote, thermostat to a higher level. What that means is that when we are all born with a blood pressure thermostat, for lack of a better term. And for the most part, that thermostat is your kidneys. And your kidneys thermostat is set around a 120 over 80 blood pressure. And once a series of internal or environmental factors have been met, then the genetic code is switched on and your blood pressure thermostat is set to a higher level. You don't feel it. You can't sense it. It is called a silent killer for a reason. You're not having any symptoms. But things are happening and it's slowly causing changes in your body that if left untreated would lead to irreversible damage. And I'll have to get further into that on another episode. Well, that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when new Dr. Keith episodes are published. And please post any questions that you have about this episode or any other medical questions in the comments.